Hello everyone, and welcome back to Planning with Wellness. This is your host, Jose. Um, So what a lively discussion we just had uh, with part one and two and grief and loss. And somebody stopped this roller coaster and, oh boy, where do we go from here? So this is the final part three um, to our discussion. And uh, it'll just be me really giving a summary and uh, a better understanding and overview of what we just all experienced in this conversation. I think a lot of folks um, don't necessarily understand that grief and loss is a process where we experience different stages, right? They come in different ways, emotional roller coasters, and hence the the, the uh, title for part one, right? Somebody stop this roller coaster because you go up and down. And the stages are interchangeable, right? Um, I think David hit it on the nose when he said, you know, grief and loss come in a lot of different ways and they mean a lot of different things to all of us. Not everyone experienced death. It may have also been the loss of employment. It may have also been the loss of a good friend. It may have been the loss of a home, pet, opportunities, a host of different things. And how do we grieve them? Individually, collectively, if it was a combination of losses, how do we really take a good look at the tidal wave of emotions that we experienced and how do we recognize them? Our guest, Jasmine, um, did an excellent job in being able to express a lot of the different emotions that are set with grief and loss. Um, There is a website, it's called gatewaycounseling.com and it talks about the seven stages of grief and it being explained, right? And the first one, I think is what, what sends all of us into the initial tidal wave is the belief disbelief and the shock, right? It's our initial reaction to this loss, whatever it may have been. Um, it That's the initial trauma. Sometimes it is expected and other times it isn't. And when we talked about the pandemic and post-pandemic, we've been speaking a lot about traumatic experiences that have affected us culturally, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, And I think that the experience during the reflective stage here is that we just experienced something that was unexpected um, or was expected, but happened so much sooner than what we thought because of our situation that it becomes shocking, right? The second stage to this is the denial, right? This is the stubbornness of us not wanting to accept what just occurred, right? That's the trauma, us and, 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 our, and our survival instinct as human beings to not want to be able to face any of this. And I think Jasmine spoke a lot about this in part two, where she didn't necessarily want to accept, you know, the death of her grandmother and, and, and some of the other losses that she's experienced in life with, with her family members and friends and other situations. Um, And it's because of that, you know, it led right into the guilt and pain, which is the third stage. Um, And you come to full realizations of the person's 
loss, the death, the whatever it may have been that you're that you're grieving over, um, you feel you feel a sense of remorse over the missed opportunities or, or things that that you didn't get to do with your loved ones, right? Because um, you start reflecting, you start saying the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, you know, and that hurts. Um, you could have done more, and then we start blaming ourselves. And I think that in our conversation, a lot of that was covered. Um, the very, the very big point to all of this particular podcast was for any one of us to be able to identify with the fact that, to some capacity, we are all experiencing something simultaneously that we're all trying to make sense of. Um, it's the adjustment and the adapting to a new normalcy, whatever that may mean for any one of us in any one country, right? Because this was done, this was a global effect. So we're taking that into consideration and then trying to understand how individually as human beings, we can deal with anything remotely to what we just experienced, but also in accordance to cultural differences, ethnic backgrounds, societal um, norms, um, governmental policies, depending on where in the world you are, right? Um, so the fourth stage, it being bargaining, we're now negotiating these phases to occur during a time that could be appropriate uh, for us to handle. But the very real point to this is that they come in waves, they come unexpected, they are interchangeable, and we have absolutely no control over any one of them. Um, hence, us giving, you know, getting... Uh, senses of anger, which is actually the fifth stage of it. You know, we're going through a phase where we're lashing out to one another. We're, we're feeling helplessness. We're, we're, we're just angry at the fact that it occurred. And then as a result of that, you know, we'll, we slide right into stage six, which is depression. Um, depression can consume your life if left unattended and not and, and, and unable to really identify it and recognize it because that is the one stage that will keep us in those continued tidal waves and we're not addressing it or how to be able to actually you don't ever get rid of it but you learn to treat it and deal with it so that you're able to move forward in life and and that's the only way that you'll able be able to get to stage seven which is the acceptance where we're adjusting to life without this individual or without any of the losses that we've lost um the depressions are like they're fading away and we are now trying to reconstruct our lives, um, get more involved in, in, in being able to get through some of you know personal items that may have been left behind, working through financial and social matters, really being able to start leaning on and developing support networks that can help us through the, the moving on and acceptance uh, stage in this um, so that we're able to begin new projects in our lives and begin moving in a healthier direction. But I do want to say this, um, because this isn't going to be a very long podcast. I wanted to introduce a learning moment and some information that can perhaps help any one of you out there to identify what perhaps you may be going through if this is a topic that you can identify with. And to also try to make sense to the conversations that were had in part one and two. And while it was a very lively conversation, it was very directed and everyone was able to speak from their heart and speak their truth, right? Um, 
because that's that's something that needs to be developed within ourselves is understanding that in our mental health we need to develop a voice like i mentioned in earlier podcasts um so that we are able to speak our truth and through this we're able to then now begin identifying stages in our grief and loss process and how to begin establishing very concrete uh, situations and networks and support systems in place in our life so that we are able to move forward. Because you never move on, right? You're never going to forget. But you definitely can move forward in a healthy direction where we are well. We are moving in a direction where we are able to not feel so overwhelmed and in these emotions where we are unable to navigate through life functionally, right? <clears throat> I think that for the most part, for myself, it has been quite a roller coaster ride. Um, and one that I'm still on, but it's not so many turns and loops. We're now coming to the end of the ride for me. So I'm able to now move moving a moving away in life where I am seeing things with clarity and being able to speak clearly more about the points that I'm trying to make with anyone else or in any given situation and make sure that I'm being heard correctly and understood correctly so that there are no misunderstandings and that I'm also making sure that I'm moving forward um, appropriately in life so that I'm not stumbling and feeling challenged or overwhelmed. But at the end of the day, there is no wrong or right answer to any of this. We each grieve individually, um, very differently from one another. Uh, And while the actual emotion is grief and loss or the actual, um, uh, I guess, response to grief and loss are the seven stages that we go through and the host of different emotions that we oftentimes simultaneously experience. And that's where the overwhelming comes in. But through it all, we are able to now begin just being able to see things with more clarity. And that can only be done if we can understand that this is a very individual experience. And while we all may be sharing it, it is individuals. And there's no right or wrong answer. And we need to figure it out for what works best for ourselves. I introduced therapy as a way and a means to begin getting um, more professional support and and including that into the support network, right? Because along with that comes family, friends, and of course, you know, a host of other people that we love and cherish in our lives. But sometimes the losses were so great and so many at a time that we need, we, we sometimes may need more professional help you know, so that we are able to speak with someone who can open and door, open and shut, I'm sorry, open and close and shut doors appropriately so that we're not opening doors to emotions that we can't handle and then go into reactions to what we're feeling, but be able to speak with someone who can open those doors safely and then close them safely so we're not doing those things. So I would encourage anyone. I have begun doing therapy for the first time in my life, maybe like a month ago, two months ago, maybe. Um, And I'm already loving it. 
it's allowing me the opportunity to speak my mind in a way that, although it may not make sense to anyone else, it makes sense to me. And someone is hearing it and helping me try to, you know, make sense of it as well. So <clears throat> while it's not a clinical advice, it is just a healthy suggestion that I, just as an individual, not as a clinician or a professional, but just as a person, human being who suffered many of the same things as many of you out there during the pandemic and post-pandemic, to it's working for me. It may work for you, but like we all know, what works for me may not work for you and what works for you may not work for me. But at the end of the day, we do have one thing in common, and that is that we have just experienced something in life um, like no other time in our in our lifetime, and for many of us. Um, and we are all looking to get well and move forward with some type of societal norm or normalcy. You know, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining in on this conversation about grief and loss. Um, I think that if we collectively can share this with one another in a way that um, is non-judgmental and is healthy for any one of us to understand, then I think we collectively will begin moving in a way that's well, right? Planning with wellness, that's what we do here. Um, Stay tuned for the next one. Um, We're gonna talk about friendships and relationships, intimate, friendship, professional, we'll see how that goes. But until then, stay tuned. Thanks again. Take care.